Well, that that definitely pretty much wraps up the bar fight. Uh, I think it looks like Van Darn is still in the bar, so he needs to get out. And Annie Oakley needs to finish off Cheryl. So, Michael, Scott, you guys, when do you guys take it and start your... All right, so I'm doing the full Van Darn splits on the bar. Uh, there are a, a couple of the Ghost Ninja Space Time Pirates. Uh, space Time Ghost Pirate Ninjas? Space Time Ghost Pirate Ninjas. They're still staggering around. Uh, one of them lunges at me, and I lean to the side, and I grab a beer stein, and I just sort of whack him upside the head with it, and it sloshes off about half of the the the, the grog inside. Another one stumbles to the other side. I sort of backhand him with the, the stein, and it empties out about another quarter of it. So there's just a like a swig left. I throw it back. Tastes like urine. So I go and spit it in the face of the third guy. And then at that point, I do a little kip up thing where I just sort of jump stand on my feet. I run down the bar and I do a Captain Kirk roll out the window. Fantastic. That is fantastic. There's no more threat left. There's actually nothing left to roll. That just all happens and and uh, we'll move on to Annie Oakley, see if she can finish up Cheryl, finish off Cheryl here. Well, we, we, we tried the tactic of calling for the manager, but clearly that didn't work, and things turned to uh, deplorable violence. I think we're, we're going to use our hunter-trapper powers, backed up with, uh, it's, it's time to pull out the big guns, being the backspace key. And I think I'm going to try to, to uh, we, we're done, you know, negotiating. We're done with the manager. We're simply going to take our waitress and shunt her into the mega ether along with some of our unfortunate squirrel components. So we reform into a newly flare-armored Annie Oakley singleton, and, and then we, armed with our backspace key, we, 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 we pull it out, and then uh, we, with, with one uh, flare-reinforced squirrel hand, we hold the waitress down and we give her a, a face full of backspace. So the as the beam hits her, she desperately tries to slip out of your grip. Uh, the flare you've got is her own flare, though, so she's she can't like phase through it because it is already spectral flare. So try as she might, uh, she can't escape your your squirrel grip, and the backspace key beam bursts forth from from the device, catching her full in the face. And as she is as the entire universe is crammed into a three-foot square, and she's pressed out of it into the mega ether, she says, I spat in every single one of your threes! And then she ceases to exist. I guess she won't be getting our repeat business. And the, the universe redistributes itself back into an infinite amount of space as the backspace key turns itself off. We blow on the tip with a little squirrely sh- and then put it back in wherever it came from. A holster, obviously. Yes, yes. Attached, presumably, to the, the duster that we wear. Yeah, trench coat. Yes. Yeah, see? Perfect, perfect. All right, so uh, with with Cheryl out of the way, the rest of the, the remaining space-time ghost heart ninjas are far too distracted to even notice uh, you leaving, Annie. So it looks like you guys have all managed to escape bacon strips. Tea and teat house. So, what's the plan? I think we're going to Denny's. The 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 Denny's at Temple Cove. That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. 
Well, Look at that fighting did work up a powerful hunger for a Grand Slam. Trying to think of a time-related pun to go with that. A Grand Central Station Slam? Mm. Eh. I'll add that in post. Uh, so, <laughs> so how was that mozzarella sauce? I never got any of that. Was it good? Oh, it was, it was awesome. I kind of like this place. We'll have to come back sometime. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, as you leave, the, the, ghost, the, the, the ghost pirate bouncer and the ninja and the sheet bouncer are like, Hey, thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll love to see you again. All right, come back anytime, fellas. I have a I have a little like a frequent lunch card where you they like stamp out the booty. Oh yeah, you need me to to click those things. Yeah, Actually, I need... we don't we don't take those anymore. But you know what? We'll we'll take yours. You know, we, if you've got one already stamped, we finish those out. Yeah, I already have a stamp. And can I get their stamps? Because they're they don't have one. So can I? I mean, strictly one? speaking, we. But you know what? You seem like a nice guy. It's we'll go ahead. And get, you know, Shin, go ahead and stamp those out. Go ahead and give them all four. Yeah, I'll I'll forward them. That's fine. Awesome. Technically, there are 368 of us. Well, I don't mean to... 368 stamps. They did all get a drink. I don't mean. You know what? That's fine. That's not. You know, it's your you you identify as however many multitudinous forms. Oh so yeah, go ahead and just fill out the card. Oh sure, you use the multitude card in your favor when you, when you need to. I see how it goes. I make an off-color remark. Oh, but when it's in your favor to be a multitude, I see how it is now. Hey, it's in your favor. Shut up and take the free drinks. Now look at your a twelve ounce pint of split stream and a dipping a mozzarella dipping sauce. Ooh, and the dipping sauce? Yeah, both. And that's with the purchase of appetizer. Do do you guys do kids parties, by the way? I have like um infinity plus one kids, so you know, lots of birthday parties. We do on we do on Saturdays. We do um a little we we take the actually we leave the poles up. And we just strap a trampoline between them, and you know, we got the it just it's really good. And uh, we serve the, the the mozzarella sticks with the mozzarella sauce. And it's really nice. My niece actually had a party here a few weeks ago. It was really she had a really good time. Yeah, is there someone I call? Like, is there there's a party coordinator? Yeah, let me uh, that's yeah, let me write that down, bird down for you here. Okay, yeah. Cheryl. Cheryl's the party coordinator. <laughs> yeah, you met Cheryl. She's really nice. Yeah, she's, she's a great lady. Yeah, give her yeah, give her a call. Here's her number. I do I do the thing where I pull my, my, my collar away from my neck. Yeah. And Yoko gives off 285 simultaneous awkward looks in different directions. Like, yeah, I mean, without her, this place would really fall apart. She's really, she's really the glue that bonds us all together. <laughs> would you say that she's the spirit of the place? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. That's a little, <laughs> that's fine. You're a customer. That's a little... Iffy, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> oh, oh. And I, I like to think that the the mozzarella sticks are the only food that the bar sells. There's still various sizes of mozzarella stick baskets. Oh yeah. Okay, so we we know where we're going because I'm still carrying the bathroom wall with us, <laughs> and so we have our directions. <laughs> And the bouncers very... don't even the bouncers don't even blink at you hauling out the, the bathroom stall. No, no, I, I just fla- I just flash on my psychic paper badge. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So uh, we know where we're going. We have uh, various phone numbers for illicit meetups if we need some entertainment after uh, our success. So uh, yeah, let's go to the Ninja Temple inside the Ghost World. Pirate. Oh, there was a pirate something in there. Oh, yeah. I just thought of another one. For a ghoul time, call Carla. 
Boo. You're just jealous. <laughs> He's gonna edit all the boos out anyway. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Temple inside Pirate Cove in the Ghost World, and there's the Denny's there. At Denny's, yeah. So uh, do we do we have to call uh, Dwayne back, or can we just walk? Uh, you so you got the coordinates. You can you can use your uh, your badges to. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to Denny's. I'm Chad, and uh, is it just four in your party today? I will do my collar neck thing. Uh, it's actually three hundred and eighty nine. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, man. Just, just move on. We're for five, please. We're just here to have a cool, quiet evening. That's all. <laughs> all right, is the booth okay, or do you guys prefer a table? I'd rather have a table. See, I was thinking booth. We get the slot. We've got that. The, we've got the half and half. Half booth, half table. Oh yeah, let's do Ooh. that. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right over here. Half is booth because if it's all in the bottom half, that might not work. Speaking of half and half, could someone help me with this eye patch? It's really chafing my cornea. Probably All right, in disguise. Sorry, we'll help you with that. So, and that voice echoes throughout the Denny's as Chad uh, tries to take your print cord. Oh, hold on, just a second. We'll just wait. We'll just wait. Time. So, you all gathered at the Denny's at Temple Cove in Ghost World. I'm glad you're all here, ladies and gents. And say, a towering uh, spectral figure uh, standing on a cheap den chair. You've got a magnificent pirate hat with two feathers, one on each side going backwards, and a cutlass strapped to his belt, a bandolier of pistols one way, a bandolier of knives going the other way, and a katana hook hand for one hand. All right. You've all come here, and y'all know why you're here. Oh, yeah, wait. Yeah, we all know why we're here. Everybody knows. Nobody needs to be filled in. There's no exposition necessary. No exposition necessary, boss. Good, good. We're here to steal time, as you all know. So, we all just need to... Yeah, I know. After the Grand Slams... I know, Larry. I know. After the Grand Slams, after you're all done, we load into the space-time pirate ship, the Time Whale, and we all load up and travel to Professor Rex's reality TV show where everyone knows time is just sucked away as you're watching it. And that's we think that's where the nexus of space-time is. You know, my, I turn on the TV and I just think just one episode of Professor Rex's reality TV chef show, and 14 hours later, I'm knee-deep in drama between Antonia and Bellamonte, who just can't get along but just keep getting teamed up. It's ridiculous. We've decided that's where the, we think that's where the nexus of time is. We're going to go there and steal it. And then we'll have it. And after that, we'll think of a plan. Because we've got time. So we can go back in time and rethink of a better plan. Are there any questions? Anyone at all? Anyone who's new and doesn't understand what's going on and needs to be filled in on the details? We don't I'm particularly a- need to be filled in on the details. But we would like to ask you to tediously re-explain this plan over and over so that to give us more time to think of a counter plan. Your voice didn't work. Yeah, what what happened to your voice there, Annie? Nothing. What are you talking about? My voice is perfectly fine. 
I didn't hear the last part of that, ma'am, but I think you want me to repeat it. So let me say it again. And he just starts repeating it. Just fire budget, land, exposition, time. Okay. I have seasons one through four of the Blu-ray box set. Could we just, like, watch that? Call it a day? It's no good. The spoilers, they're everywhere. We already know what happens in seasons one through four. It's the current season. We're on, we're on seven. Keep up, man. But the, but the commentary. They, they need to go to this reality TV show. So real quick, we're going to go set up a fake green screen room and a fake reality show in, in, in the warehouse next door. <laughs> we're going to do a Blazing Saddles? That's right. That's right. Then, then we're going to awkwardly cough our way back to the future and, and we're going to twist the time tubes so that when they travel forward through the uptime, they're actually in, in a backwind so that the third channel drops them next door and, and, and then we'll give them something they think is the nexus of time and then they'll spend all this time after that trying to think of a new plan, but they, they'll run out of time and all die of ghost old age. Before they plan anything to do with their fake nexus of time. Let's just give them the entire Lost series. Because that'll keep them busy for a while. And they'll just be so disappointed when it's over. They just won't want to do anything. That'll be the nexus. And, and, and the key to unlocking the nexus is understanding every single one of the strange plot points that were never wrapped up at the end. So while we are debating this wonderful plan, I'm actually going to sneak into the kitchen. And I'm going to bring with me the bucket of ghost powder. And I'm going to sprinkle it in the pancake batter and the liquid mix for the omelets. And I'm going to mix it into the fake syrup. That is brilliant. That's and ghost powder idea right there. So, so, it, so it takes on the color really easy. Perfect. Now, which, which type of syrup? Is it the fake maple or the fake blueberry or the fake, uh, the fake strawberry? Yes. Or the sugar-free fake maple. Yes, everything. He's got a bucket. That's true. Wait, were, were you thinking of Space IHOP? Because I think I don't think Space Denny's comes with so many flavor I options. I thought Space Denny's had four types of syrup, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they just have fake maple and fake sugar-free maple. You're, you're giving Space Denny's too much credit, my friend. I, I, that's probably <laughs> this true. Is, this is Ninja Space Pirate Cove Temple Space In Space Ghost Denny's Space... Well, yeah, it's, space, space, space. well, yeah, that, that's why there's only one type of syrup. The shipping is a nightmare to get their food supplies there. They have to streamline the process. So after he has done all this, I'm going to then sneak also into the kitchen, and I'm going to remove from my pocket one of the things I stole from Larry's kitchen, Rex's kitchen, which is the, the, the seasoning time, but it says space time. <laughs> Because I, ha I have no true sense of irony, and I'm going to pour that in everything as well. Oh. The game is over, ladies and gentlemen. We are done. Oh. We hope you all have enjoyed this episode of the RPG Academy. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming. Don't forget to tip your waitresses. Mm -hmm. And, no, and unless, Michael will be here all week. Unless they're bitches. Then, don't, then just backspace them. <laughs> Okay, does anybody else have any brilliant piece they want to add to this plan so far? So we've got, give them the key, give them a fake nexus, which is the lost complete series. We've added ghost powder to the, the, de, uh, the Denny's at Temple Cove syrup supply. And we've added space time to the syrup as well or to the pancake batter? 
to the pancake pancake batter. Okay, excellent. Um, Red six, do you have anything uh, anything you want to anything you want to add? Everyone's had really good moves right now, and I feel like I don't have one, and I don't just want to be like wah, 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 and waste everyone's time. So I'm just gonna say I'm just <laughs> along with everyone's plans, and I'm really happy to be a, just to be a part of the team. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and say that Red Six totally helped me put the ghost powder in the pancake batter. Oh, because I think that makes he, total he sense. needed it in with his tiny. He picks it up with his claws and these three claws. Yeah. They Definitely. need dough. Awesome. So, I think what we've set up here is a huge mess of a fight. So we have, of a, of a, of a scene anyway. So we have countless space-time ghost pirate ninjas, except since you're all in the ghost world, or since they've all been exposed to, will have been exposed to ghost powder, they will all be tangible ghosts. Pirate ninjas, and, uh, and they're also uh, timeless because they've been exposed to time. Time, exactly. So they're just spaced pirate, they're effectively spaced pirate ninjas who think they're space time ghost pirate ninjas. They're going to be extremely vulnerable. You've got the chief, the chief guy, whose name you don't know, but whose name is Commodore sixty four. <laughs> Commodore sixty three. I think. <laughs> I think it's Commodore 63. I think it's Commodore 63. You uh, know, I was thinking... Roman numerals. I, oh, of course, Roman numerals. I think I could, I could challenge Commodore 63 to a drinking contest right before they go to leave. Because he'd have to take me up on it. And I have this pirate booze. I'm a dinosaur and he's a pirate, so he thinks he's going to win. Okay, so you want to challenge Commodore 63 to a drinking contest. Yeah, like as I come out of the kitchen and I'm like, oh, this is a good plan. I look at I look at the big captain and my coat's like, you know, we should probably take him on. And I'm like, you challenge him by like taking the barrel off of your neck and then just pouring it down over his face, like it's on, like it as though it were Donkey Kong, my friend. <laughs> Perfect. So we've got horde of space time ghost pirate ninjas who are effectively space pirate ninjas. Commodore 63 about to be engaged in a drinking game, and you actually have to affect the switching of what the space-time ghost pirate ninjas think is the nexus of time with the fake nexus of time. So that's going to be what's called a side goal. It doesn't have, it doesn't do any damage. It just means you've got to finish it by attributing offense successes to it. So if you're fighting either Commodore 63 or the the space-time ghost pirate ninjas, when you roll your successes, you can choose to take any of your offense successes, your yin, or your offense successes, yeah, your yang, and put any of those towards the side goal. And then, obviously, any others remaining will go towards defeating the space-time ghost pirate ninjas. So everybody can fight, everybody can attribute, contribute to the side goal. One person is going to be going up against Commodore 63, and everyone else is going to be going up against the space-time ghost pirate ninjas. Um, and again, this this could turn into an all-out brawl, or you guys could keep sort of stealthily disabling them and you know under the table sort of uh, shenanigans. Because it does is in Wushu, it doesn't matter what your details are. It's just as long as you've got details, you get dice. And the dice score for this one is seven. The threat rating is eighteen. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The threat rating is 
Yeah, it's 18. Commodore 63 has three chi, and he has a trait of four that he'll be rolling against. What's the trait? Uh, the trait is no good captain of a no good ship with a drinking problem. I think that could be my opening salvo. I heard you're no good, and you got a no good ship, so you must be no good at drinking. But, I mean, if, if that's his advantage, shouldn't you go against it? Like, I heard your ship's pretty good, and you've actually got a wife and family. You, you have less reason to drink. Oh, yeah, undermine his, undermine his natural advantage. Is that better? I'll do that. <laughs> All right, well, why don't you start us just, off? Just, just boost us him off? up until he decides to quit the drinking and piracy game altogether and, and, and move on to a life of, of repute. Okay. Back to that insurance company and, and you know. <laughs> Working for his father-in-law. You know, you know, he has a future there. Are you Commodore 63? You know, I was on LinkedIn, and I really liked how your profile looked. And I think that I really have a job that you're just right for. I think you're going to be good at it. I think you got a great ship. I think you got a great head on your shoulders. I think you really think of the long-term game. You never do anything out of whack, and you're always ready the next morning, never late to work. Let's say we uh, we talk about it over lunch. Arr, that's... No, that's not right. My LinkedIn profile is very out of date. I don't. Nobody even uses LinkedIn anymore. All of my information is up to date. On have you heard of? It's actually pretty new. You may not have heard of it. It's called Ello. I'm actually. I was on in, a, in on the ground floor, and uh, it's pretty excellent. You should really join. I have to send you an invitation, though. It's it's really not for everybody. It's really we like to keep it close, and it's a it's a small sort of community. But you know, I can send you an invitation if you'd like. Uh, but no, we need to. We need to. Uh, you need to give me your email address. And uh, with that, he pounds back uh, a drink. Bam. So I think that was probably six for me and definitely seven from you. All right, so I'm going to roll um, actually three and three. And I'm rolling against trait four. I'm rolling three and four. And I'm going with my four stat. Okay. Wow. Three three passes on, uh, on each side. So six passes total. And actually... Um, Commodore 63 had three successes for both as well. He had three offensive oh. successes and three defense successes. So you guys drink each other to a standstill as you're complimenting each other. And as you're complimenting him and he's trying to convince you that, that you're a little mistaken. Ready to move on to... Uh... All right. So I want to jump in there and I'm going to use my acting skills. and I'm, I'm going to have quickly ducked into like a closet and I'm going to come out wearing a Denny's uniform to make it look like I'm one of the ser- serving staff. And then I'm going to use force perspective to separate out Red Six from uh, Commodore 63 so that I can give Red Six smaller glasses of alcohol compared to the larger ones that the captain has. So he will be drinking much more for each drink so that it will be quicker for Red Six to win. Excellent. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you six dice for that. Okay. And let's go ahead and have you roll against the captain, or the Commodore, actually. So we'll, we'll give the Commodore another turn to go as an MSS and he'll run against you. So as you, as you adjust things, you get the forced perspective. Commodore 63, whilst no one is looking, while well, he thinks no one is looking, reaches down into his own pirate trench coat and pulls out, um, his own special, uh, pirate bra which he is so accustomed to that it's like drinking water or milk almost. And he quickly swaps it out for 
the bottle that's been being poured for his shots. Aha. Uh-huh. So I'm going to, that was, I think, probably three for me, unfortunately. I want at one point for him to say, it isn't, isn't his cup much smaller? And I'm like, no, no, he's just really far away, but they're like right next to each other. But I'm just Yo. trying to convince him that, that he's, he looks smaller because he's so far I away. I mean, my hand, it's about the same size as my, so if I hold my thumb up like this and look, okay, and then my thumb, my, okay, I see it now. If I look at my thumb and my glass and then look at his thumb and my glass and move it, I see it now. That's fine. Right. You're, you're a smart man. Yeah, okay, that's good. So I'm going to roll uh, three offense and no defense. Okay, I got all six successes. I did four attack and two defense. And I got all three successes, and I did all attack. So you did, I'm sorry, how many attack successes? I did four attack successes and two defense successes. So um, with the force perspective, you tip the scales in in Red Six's favor, and he just starts pounding the back really easily. And even though Commodore 63 has has hit has hit the uh, his watered down sort of version, uh, he just he's no match. So you you take one damage, and Commodore 64 takes four. Commodore 63 rather. That puts me at zero G. So one more hit, and I am out. Okay, and I think that knocks Commodore 63 out. So we will. We'll leave, put him aside for now and see what his fate is. Annie will, uh, as a swarm, we're, we are capable of dealing with, with more than one issue at a time, and so we will, we will attempt to simultaneously subvert the, the real space-time nexus with this fake space-time nexus that is across the street by tunneling very complexly through uh, space and time, folding it back in on itself so that the warehouse appears to be the green screen and the nexus of all space and time appears to be a bad DVD collection. While at the same time, sneaking as as a, a distributed group to many of the pirates around the Denny's and just 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 whispering almost subsonically in their ears that you know their their lives could turn around they don't have to face this idea of piracy and and maybe they they could go back to that job with their uncle or brother or they could you know go back to relying on their looks or they could go try to be an actor again it, it really might work out for them in the end that's fantastic. That is definitely worth seven dice. All right. So go ahead and split those up uh, between offense and defense, and then once you've got your offense successes, you can split those up between pirates and time nexuses. And that's after I know which ones are successes and failures? That's correct. All right, we're going to go for six dice offense, one die defense. Big roller, big roller. Uh, all right, that was on my swarm skill. So we have five successes. We'll put uh, three on the side goal and two on the main goal. Okay. And then here's one good defense. One good... No, I rolled a one. I was successful with that one. That's that, excellent. Okay, so you don't take any damage, and you pop three into the side goal and two into the uh, space-time ghost pirate ninjas. Excellent. So, Larry, what are you up to now? Larry... Larry was still in the kitchen when all this started, and Larry is going to do a little bit of kitchen amazing. So I am going to, as if I was channeling the spirit of some sort of apprentice who animated objects to do his bidding, I'm going to have two wands out, and I'm going to start... As if I was directing music, 
I can't afford that. Stop. No more. Yeah, we should have cut that four bars ago. And I'm going to animate all the kitchen utensils and turn them into a giant golem of kitchen supplies. I'm going to control this kitchen golem uh, send him out onto the floor, and he's going to carry with him every pancake in the Denny's. And he's going to start flinging these pancakes as if they were offensive thrown weapons at these pirate ninjas, attempting to take each of them out with a devastating ghost powder infused pancake special. Oh, what more can I say? That is definitely <laughs> seven dice with the details, and it was fantastic. So I'm going for broke. All offense. All offense. And then after you roll your offense, you can split that up. Like. The fates are with me. These are all five or under. Wow. So I'm going to assign four dice to the pirate horde. And I will assign three of these successes to the side goal. And I will justify that by saying I specifically targeted the pirates who were the navigators. Thus causing them to be confused and more susceptible to the change in the space-time nexus because, as, as, as we all know, transit through the, the multi-demand sensosphere is highly dependent on carb intake for the hour before. It's like swimming, right? You have too many carbs, you get all cramped up, and then also, you end up in lava world, and it, you, you're going to have a bad time. Also true. All right, so as, as you do this, um, the, you know, the pirates are becoming a little bit lethargic. Several of them are starting to discuss... Uh, fan theories about what they think is coming in the next season of Lost. They're pretty early still. Uh, we got a couple that are asking for more syrup, unknowing that you know that it's full of ghost powder. And uh, just as things seem to be definitely going your way, interdimensional tears in the fabric of space-time appear sporadically across the restaurant and humongous space squid tentacles come up through them. <laughs> Oh no, it's Bessie! Bessie, what are you doing? Did someone disturb your your supply of syrup? I hope no one put ghost powder in it. She hates ghost powder. Damn it. Bessie is a a new nemesis with a chi of four and a trait of four, which is giant space squid. Pretty straightforward. That seems a little too straightforward. Does she have an ability of her motivation to find her long-lost octuplets? Um, I do like that, but she hates, very offensive to the person that is octopi, or Katie, or octopuses. They're definitely giant squids, and she hates that. Excellent. That's way better. Okay, so we've got another nemesis. Uh, Connor 63 is, is pretty much out of the game. He's, he's, he's at negative chi, so he's out. So, uh, with the emergence of Bessie, um, we've got the space-time ghost pirate ninjas with a total of 12 threat rating remaining, and they're still doing one damage around. The side goal of replacing the space-time nexus has two points remaining, so two successes will finish that. 
And Bessie, the giant squid, who's searching for her octuplets, has four chi, a trade of four. And the dice pool has bumped up to a total of eight dice maximum, which is, like I said, I believe the highest I have um, ever played at. All right. So since since Commodore 63 is unconscious, I'm going to go into his pocket and I'm going to pull out his phone and I'm going to get to his Twitter account. And I'm going to tweet out a link to the lost subreddit so that all of the Ghost Ninja Pirates will start reading that. That rabbit hole is going to take them down easily hours, if not years, of their life, which should get them completely distracted enough for us to finish our side room. Excellent. So I counted six. Go ahead and roll those dice. Remember, you're still against one um, damage from the Space Pirate Ninjas. Right. And I have no chi left. Oh, fudge crackers. Okay. So I have one success for defense and one success for offense. I right, see so you, you, you are still getting, you almost get sucked into the subreddit for lost yourself because there's a new theory going around that fits together some really strange pieces from a couple of seasons in a new way. And, uh, but no, no, you don't need that right now. You don't, you're, you've got focus. You focus. Bookmark it and take it for later. There, there's, well, there's one guy saying they were in limbo the whole time. No, they weren't in limbo the whole time. They clearly established and Steven, ah, god damn it. And then that's where my cut out. <laughs> Someone on the internet is wrong. <laughs> Someone on the internet is wrong. That's not true. That's going on a shirt. All right, so. Okay, it might be time for, for Annie Oakley to whip out her six guns and start uh, taming Bessie. Right. However, uh, of course, uh, we, we, we would hate to disrupt the, the lovely low-key political debate about lost subreddit themes that, that's starting in the Denny's. And so uh, I'm, I'm going to take my, my backspace key and then, and then take my, my accumulated ghost flare and I'm going to combine them crossing the streams to take myself and uh, leaving a gateway open for squirrels or other friends to come back and forth to the mega-ethered nega space, which is like the inverse anti-space of this Denny's. And then uh, there, the octopus is, first of all, not a non-ghost, because everything that is a ghost is a non-ghost, and everything that's ghost is a ghost. So I'm in the ghost Denny's with the non-ghost octopus, and uh, also, it's time's flowing backward, and so she already has her octuplets, and she's looking to lose them, right? Because the value system's also inverted in, in this space. And, and so I will help her lose her octuplets through an elaborate juggling game that goes colossally wrong when you have a swarm of squirrels trying to juggle eight octopi. It's, it's going to be a horrible mess, and that will hopefully successfully lose her octuplets so that her mega space personality can be satisfied and thus stop her terror buff. I don't know what the hell just happened, but I've got a boner. <laughs> <laughs> so can I, can I, I roll seven dice for that, I think? <laughs> so you, you definitely earned eight dice, but since... <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, I was in shock a little bit. So you definitely earn eight dice. That's a word. Definitely the maximum dice. But so Bessie's a nemesis, so I actually am going to continue from where you left off. So you you are are you juggling the octuplets or is Bessie juggling the octuplets? Just to make oh the the horde of squirrels is juggling the okay. octopi. Yes. So uh, Bessie, first of all, uh, as she enters the mega ether mega space, screeches in in her squid language, that her syrup was too dry and sticky. But as she enters the negus space, she changes her mind, and her sugar, her syrup was 
just right, a little too runny. And as you start juggling octopi, she screeches out again, They're not octopi! They're squids! They're giant, tiny, baby space squids! And she starts rolling and flailing around with her tentacles and darts yanking out squirrels from your multitude and juggling the squirrels. So now she's trying to juggle squirrels to keep you occupied while you're juggling baby giant space squid octuplets. So you've got eight dice and I've got five. I will say that one of those super space tiny baby squids looks a little bit too much like Van Darn. And so I look into the camera and I do the <laughs> thing again. Just stretch your collar again. Like, Eesh. So, so I, I, I think uh, the, the only thing that the Annie Oakley, we the Annie Oakleys will do to respond to that is attempt to juggle the, the octobi octuplets on top of the giant octopus as it juggles us. With our right dice. All right. So, uh, so go ahead and assign your dice out to offense and defense. And I'm going to assign my <clears throat> five dice to, uh, I'm going to say, four offense, one defense. I'm really going to get four searching for a couple of except now it's trying to lose her octuplets because we're in like the negative space. All right. We'll do five, three, then. Five successes Ooh. on combat out of five. Two successes out of three on defense. All right. I've got one defense success and two offense successes. So, yeah, so you deal four chi damage. So that brings Bessie down to zero. And you do not take any from her. To I, I only got two de- defenses. Oh, she only yeah yeah yeah. You don't know I got I got two successes and two failures from my offense. Bessie's offense. So so Bessie is at the tipping point now. Think I want to fight some space time ghost pirate ninjas because the drinking thing's over. I'm got I got these beer muscles, you know, because I'm uh I'm still shitty. Like there were little drinks. But there was still a lot of them, so I'm feeling it. I feel I feel invincible, and I'm basically just gonna go into a very like bestial rage and just start slashing at any uh, any ghost pirate ninja that I can get my claws into. That's still maybe a little bit more pirate or ninja than they are ghost. You know how it's so many parts and some are more than the other. Like some people have a whole leg, and some people only have a finger, and you know. So I'm I'm just I'm just attacking whatever I can grab. Uh, fantastic. So why don't you take uh, eight dice for that right. and go ahead and split those up between offense and defense. And then remember, once you've got your offense, you can assign some out to the side goal once you know how many of your successes. I'm going to... I'm putting three... Oh, this is going to be using my hunter um, trait, and I put three towards defense. Please be a lot. Okay. All right, that's one failure. That's two failures. Okay, so I succeeded with three defense and three attack. Excellent. So you don't take any damage from this base time go pirate ninjas. And As then I'm spinning like I'm in a little disco, like their the cutlasses just clang off of your your talons, and uh, a couple of bullets pass uh, right through your uh, open mouth as you're screeching, just like sideways, just right between your teeth. I love you clamp it. down on one bullet, in fact, and spin it back out. <laughs> And my coat is singing Disco Inferno the whole time. Disco Inferno, burn, baby, burn. Do, 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 do. Right, that's enough, too much. <laughs> so are you going to put all three of your successes towards the space-time ghost pirate ninjas? Or are you gonna... Yes. Okay, perfect. 
Okay, this is the moment that I was born for, that I've practiced all my life for. I'm going to act our way out of this. I am going to don the clothing of Commodore 63. I'm going to remove his cutlass katana, and I'm going to pretend to be the captain. And I'm going to give orders to Bessie to attack the ship. My God. It's brilliant. It's so brilliant, it might work. What do you say to Bessie when, you, when you're giving her this command? Bessie, my voice is a little off because I drank so much. But you know I love you. I've loved you since you were a wee little squid. Not, a, not an octopus, a squid. And all this time I've been training you for this moment when we would turn the tables against those dirty ghost ninja space pirates and then you and I will sail the seas of space together. That's, that's beautiful. Take, take eight dice. That was touching. There will be touching. And ruined it. <laughs> that's what I do here. Or made it better. Okay, good news, bad news. <laughs> so, well, I, I, I may have been doing this wrong. I rolled eight dice. Mm-hmm. I, I have seven successes. That's but I had, I had chosen beforehand what dice were what. Like, I picked okay. different colors. Am I obligated to keep that, or can I say I have seven successes? And, like, when I rolled them, does that matter? Because the one I failed was my defensive roll. So you are obligated to keep that. If you had divided them into colors, I usually have black dice and white dice. So if you're okay. if you divide them into colors, then that is that is where you stand. Okay. So I have seven offensive successes. Okay. Zero defensive successes, which puts me out of the game. So I'm going to say that Bessie grabs me up, thinking I'm the pirate captain because I did so well, and I'm now with her and unable to do anything else. She is holding you in her slimy, suctiony graft to keep you safe as she rebels against the pirate space-time ghost pirate ninjas, thinking that she all her only goal is to keep you safe until she can deal with these, and then you guys together can search for her octuplets and then go on to, to fulfill your life's goals together as a family. Fantastic. So it is, we've got said seven, and with that all towards space-time ghost pirate ninjas, yes? So we've got Two points left on the side goal, one point left on the ghost, time Ghost Pirate Ninjas, and Bessie is at zero chi. So actually, I think that probably takes Bessie out of the game. So if someone wants to try and get us three successes to wrap up the Pirate Ninjas and the side goal. Oh, I think I can do that. All right. So since Bessie and I are both out, I like to think that her and I are just like cuddled up somewhere in the corner. Watching Lost. Yes. Arguing about stupid people on the internet. Okay, so Larry Kitchenomancy Golem is still flinging pancakes. And he was very successful with that last time. So Larry will suddenly realize that he still has his time badge. And he can jump through time. So Larry is going to do some short hops through time after a, what sounds like a very loud coughing fit coming from the kitchen. Suddenly the swinging doors burst open and a dozen kitchen golems pour forth. They are all armed to the teeth with pancakes and the new brioche stuffed French toast. They are flinging that French toast and pancakes with a fervor nigh unseen before this very moment. And with full control of his 
amazing magic powers, Larry himself levitates through the serving window and swinging his wands like a conductor at the head of a massive orchestra is dishing out bolts of uh, electricity-infused pancake batter, completely taking out the rest of the space-time ghost pirate ninjas as well as completely, completely obliterating the control navigation equipment on the ship, thus requiring the navigator to navigate by sight, which we know has already been altered by my last setup, which screwed up the whole thing, thus guaranteeing that they will take the incorrect path down the space-time causal nexus pathway to the fake space-time nexus with the special edition series of Lost with extra commentary taken directly from the internet to further confound the matter. So, <laughs> I think that's eight dice. It might have been seven, but I'm going to go ahead and give you eight. <laughs> yeah, no, that, um, that was... Yeah, take all, the, take all those dice and roll them. I'm going to roll everything for offense. Ooh, this is a my first kind of bad roll. Oh, no. So, I have a total of five successes. So I will divvy those up appropriately to the two goals that we have in front of us. Yeah, that is, that is more than enough to to finish off the last of the space-time ghost pirate ninjas and to complete the the plan to make sure that they navigate to the false green room in the false studio of false Professor X's reality TV chef show. And so, and as I am successful in that in that moment, uh, a luck dragon flies out from nowhere. I jump onto his back. Yeah! The freeze frame at your fist in the air just for a beat. And then the dragon chuckle coughs. <laughs> and you're all instantly back in the actual green room of actual Professor X's actual reality chef TV show. Well, did you do it? Did you save space time? Did you, did you save the... The multi-dimensional verse cosmology verse? Is there a flowchart on the wall? My god! There is! But it just says, did you save the space-time multi-dimensional verse cosmology verse? And there's a line from the circle that says yes. So, good job! Well done. And we all go up for a group high-five and freeze frame. Freeze frame. Except Red 6 is little tiny hands. Red, Red, Red Six does it with his tail. Ah. And Professor Rex psychically projects a high five because he's also a T-Rex that has tiny arms. Credits roll. It's the ending of the Breakfast Club. That's right. There's an after-credits stinger scene where I'm at the gym doing my leg workout because you can't skip leg day. It's everyone doing leg day. Professor Rex, Natalie Portman, Commodore 63, Bessie, doing like all, all of her tentacles. <laughs> yeah. This whole long line of animatronic squirrels. I'm just doing sprints in the parking lot, right? Well, no, it's like a big treadmill. All 384 of you are on a, a single treadmill, just pattering along. <laughs> There's a post post credit scene of everybody eating shawarma. 
uh, no, everybody eating moons over my hammy. Oh, Gotta you're be. right. Gotta well, be. Den- Denny's was obviously a corporate sponsor, so yeah, you're yeah. right. So it was brought to you by Denny's. And then the, there's a scene where we haven't seen our waitress in a little while, and we're kind of looking around like, what's going on? And then we see Cheryl come out, and she's after she's still after her tip. She's come back, and that that's like the setup for the sequel. That's the lead-in. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.